This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Monday, March 29th, 2021. On this day in 2019, the Office of the Chief Medical Examiner in Baltimore, Maryland, ruled that 40-year-old Alfredo Brathwaite's death a few weeks earlier was officially a homicide. However, the injuries determined to have caused his death had been sustained almost 20 years in the past. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this case, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of shootings and murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the homicide of Alfredo Brathwaite. Let's go back to March 29, 2019 in Baltimore, Maryland. Shortly after Alfredo Brathwaite passed away at a hospice care center, his body was sent to the state medical examiner's office. The 40-year-old's cause of death wasn't immediately apparent, so an autopsy was ordered. After the procedure was complete, it was determined that Brathwaite's death on March 5, 2019 was a direct result of a street shooting. But what made this ruling so notable was the fact that the injury had occurred nearly 20 years earlier. Just after midnight on September 4, 2000, Alfredo Brathwaite was a healthy 22-year-old living in Baltimore. It was a warm and balmy evening, with the temperature in the 70s. We don't know for sure what he was up to that night, but we do know he was on West Fayette Street, not far from the Baltimore Convention Center. It wasn't the best or safest part of the city, although there had been some gentrification due to the proximity to a popular cultural and entertainment area. Just blocks away was the Tony and touristy Inner Harbor at the Port of Baltimore. Visitors and locals alike flocked there for peaceful strolls alongside the water. Busy destinations such as the National Aquarium and the Maryland Science Center drew long lines of people, sometimes schoolchildren on field trips. But perhaps the most famous destination in the neighborhood was Oriole Park at Camden Yards, the home field for the city's beloved baseball team. Fans came to the stadium in droves, packing the seats, drinking beer, and eating Baltimore's signature crab cakes while they cheered on their team. But on the nearby outskirts of all this hubbub and commerce, Brathwaite's life was about to change. Despite the ever-growing success of the Inner Harbor attractions, Baltimore in general was in rough shape. 
By the 1990s, nearly 40% of Baltimore families with children lived below or near the poverty line. The city used to be a manufacturing hub, but over the years, industry increasingly favored workers with a higher education. But the number of Baltimore residents with college degrees was low, and there were fewer manufacturing and blue-collar jobs available. City dwellers were fleeing for expanding suburbs as the streets got rougher. All of these changes meant that Baltimore was what was called a shrinking city. Over a 20-year period ending in 2000, the population had dropped by 17%. But Brathwaite was still there. While we don't know what he was doing in the early morning hours of September 4th, it seems someone may have had a score to settle with him. Up next, we'll hear about the rising crime and violence in Baltimore and learn what happened to Alfredo Brathwaite. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa from ParCast. If you haven't had a chance to check out my series, Mythology, you don't know what you're missing. Heroes, gods, monsters, and mayhem. This podcast has it all. Every Tuesday, take a deep dive back in time, exploring the history, origins, and meaning behind the myths that have shaped the Earth. Each episode of Mythology dramatizes a story pulled from beliefs from around the world, giving insight into how our ancestors saw the universe and how those stories resonate in our lives today. Recent episodes include the epic battle between Hercules and Theseus, the grieving spirit known as La Llorona, and a treacherous journey to the land of the dead. Catch new episodes every Tuesday and binge the classics anytime. Follow Mythology free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now back to the story. On March 29, 2019, Alfredo Brathwaite's death was classified as a homicide. He passed away from injuries sustained on September 4, 2000. At 2.30 that morning, Brathwaite was walking in downtown Baltimore when shots rang out on the 100 block of West Fayette Street. Brathwaite cried out and fell to the ground. As the sound of the bullets ricocheted through the streets, someone notified the police. Brathwaite likely lay alone on the pavement, fighting to stay conscious, to stay alive. He didn't know how long he lay there, prone and bleeding, but it must have seemed like forever. Eventually, he may have heard the blaring tones of police cars arriving and the shouting of approaching officers. When the cops arrived at the crime scene, they found Brathwaite on the ground in a dark pool of blood. Incredibly, he was still alive. Officers radioed for medical backup and did what they could to help Brathwaite. Brathwaite fought to stay conscious while waiting for the ambulance. He must have wondered why he wasn't able to try to get up from the hard pavement. He'd survived the bullet that was meant to end his life, 
but tragically, his young body was permanently paralyzed. It's unclear if this was a random shooting or if Brathwaite had connections to less than reputable individuals. Crime in general, and particularly the rate of homicides, were only increasing in Baltimore. By 2019, the city averaged almost one murder each day. By the end of that year, there were 771 non-fatal shooting injuries, and 348 homicide victims passed away. But some of them hadn't sustained their injuries that year. One of these was Alfredo Brathwaite. In 2019, the Baltimore Sun investigated what seemed to be a growing trend. In 2015, there were three people who died from non-fatal shooting injuries sustained long before. The next year, the total rose by one. But in 2017, 10 Baltimore citizens died due to causes related to shootings that occurred previously. And then in 2018, the number rose to 13. The paper's investigation explored how and why this was happening. Thanks to advances in medicine, people now stand a much better chance of surviving a gunshot wound. However, even if a shooting victim doesn't pass away immediately, they may be left with life-threatening injuries or remain incapacitated in some way. Alfredo Brathwaite was one of these people. Brathwaite lived paralyzed for 18 and a half years after he was shot. But just because it took him almost two decades to succumb to his injuries, that didn't make his death any less tragic. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this one, check out the Spotify original from Parcast, Medical Mysteries. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Christine Colby, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells and Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 